due to unforeseen circumstances, the Mystery Mat Spotlight Season 5 has been delayed. However, Mystery Mat would never leave a homie hanging. So, please enjoy Season 4 Extended. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. Can we see ID? Uh, no. Just asking. Uh, well, it, it's a podcast and not a video one, so you can't see anything. Oh, okay. I bet you we could. We could actually do voice recordings, right, and see if they match properly. Maybe. Right. Yeah, you know, scan like it police forensic thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's dead Aunt Martha. She's back talking with us. No. Um, when you type it in on the phone, what kind of beep does it make? Anyways, this evening I've got obviously Peter with me, but I've also got Colleen, and we are going to be discussing best and worst science fiction movies, and we're sticking to movies because if we went into novels, we'd be here until Jesus was brought back again. I have no idea where my reference was The third was coming, going not there. just the second? Yeah, we're going to go... The twelfth coming, for <laughs> all we know. He could have already been... Well, talking gone. about sci-fi movies, sequels are definitely the bend. Yeah. Right, but one of the things I want to bring up first is that when we talk about worst and best, Right? We have to look at sci-fi as the genre itself. Right? Now, just as, as at the offset, one of my worst films, right, I brought up before the podcast started, and both Colleen and Mystery Matt, ooh, ooh. Um, uh, both Use say, oh, yeah, name. that's a great film. And to me, it's a lousy film. Which one? Right, right. Hang on, hang on. Let me get, just keep going. I said it was an okay film. They were on the positive side. But the key thing is is that these particular films, when we get to them, right, they're sci-fi western. And then there's sci-fi romances and sci-fi creature features and sci-fi cop shows, yeah. right? And all of these become part of the genre. But I, Matt knows this for sure, that I absolutely hate westerns. So when it comes to a sci-fi western, it's on my worst list, right? Yeah. It just sits there, right? Because... I ain't watching that shit, right? Um, so I, one of those things that we want to keep in the back of our head is the genre. So you're going to see a lot of creature and alien stuff yeah. on my list of worst and best, yeah. right? Um, but you're not going to see a lot of the, um, the cowboy stuff, right? You're going to see some of the operas, some, definitely some of the sci-fi operas show up, right? Now by a cowboy, would you consider... Um Oh, that's right. Well, the two, the, the two that I've listed as cowboy, for, for those of you who are interested, if you don't, to, to clarify, I'm not sure if the movie was Firefly or if it was Serenity, but whichever one it, the movie it, it is. Was, it was both because okay. Serenity was the name of the movie for Firefly. Okay, right, but Firefly was the TV show. That's right. All right, but that's definitely, you know, you fly in space, you land, and you're in a rural, rural thing, and you're basically, you actually, once you land, you're in a western. Right. Um, the other good example of a Western sci-fi, Westworld. First mm -hmm. one or second one. 
right? Or the Netflix or whoever well, it is. Wasn't that one even based around Western time? Well, it was. It was Westworld. So, and yeah. that's where everything goes wrong is inside Westworld. It's not that they didn't have a Gothic world over on the other side of the park, right? <coughs> you were in Westworld. And you Westworld. don't know that. Actually, well, I technically, it was sort of was supposed to be there. But so that whole concept is, yeah, we've just said we've taken the sci-fi idea and then plopped it into a whole nother genre, yeah. right? Um, and but some of those is, for me, right? Anytime we do these, we uh, make a really general episode, like, yeah. like this kind of thing. Yeah. And then later on, if it does good, then we start going into the, some of the smaller bits yeah. of those, right? But at the same time, you know, I'm just trying, you know, if people are going to start giving feedback about, oh my God, he hated this movie and it's the best movie in the world. Before you go and give that feedback, think about, hmm, but this is a Western or, or a war movie. Yeah. We know Peter doesn't like Westerns and war movies, right? Right? Okay, so... Colleen's thinking. Where would I've Commando her, like, really Cody going. She's fall? like, her brain is just twisting. You can see it. It's like smoke coming out. It's like, foom, foom, foom. She's got something to say. Where would Commando Cody fall? The serial from like 1940-something, I think? Commando Coder, I would actually argue that Commander Cody and... Not that I'm going to say anything good about Commander Cody, but when you get to some of the real earlier stuff, especially in the 50s and 60s, um, in a lot of those cases, you're seeing more along the lines of what most people, when they think of sci-fi, think sci-fi is. And that's the beginning or the exploration of space in spaceships. Well, right. this one was, uh, they were fighting radar men from the moon. So men from the moon were attacking Earth, and he would defend Earth, and then right. every so often now, he'd go to the moon. But now, as you can there. see, that there's a whole lot of war movies going on in there as well, yeah. right? And that's what I mean. But, I but it would actually probably fit more into the opera category. I was going to say what... I was going to say it would fit more into the cowboy because you've got the gunslinger kind of rocketeer kind of motif, right? Yeah. To me, that's more cowboy than... Yeah. Then <clears throat> like there's not there, there's no love situation in this in this whole thing, which would yeah. put it into an opera. Yeah. But that has nothing to do with the term opera. Opera doesn't mean love. That's that's not how it's used in terms of space opera. What it means is that it's something which is a continual story <laughs> of a continual series of events that keep escalating, resolving, rearising. Things keep coming and going. It's it's a big and the characters never change yes and the characters you always have the base characters so you've got the classic space offers of you know flash gordon commander cody those were the original ones and they were things that people could tune into every week they could see them on the big screen when they came out you know they'd be the uh the 15 minute short before movie and and you'd go and you'd see them and it was the space opera and you'd get a little bit of the story and then you'd see the next bit the next time and that was how the opera was designed. Like when we think of soap opera, it's soap opera in terms of they're using romance in people's lives conducted in an opera style. So it's just the opera just means the whole play out of all these different events. Um, but like I love sci-fi because there's so many different variations of it. And oh, when and, one and, person loves, another one can hate. And, 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 and I, in no way, shape or form did I want, to, did I want anyone to think that I don't love the fact that just like horror, sci-fi and horror have that unique thing that you can write any story you want and then boom, take it and put it into to uh, 
um, a sci-fi genre, right? Like literally, I I was looking at movies tonight before coming over, and one of the movies that I saw, and it's not on my list, trust me, right, was called Dragons. And I was like, oh, this might be cool, creature feature type thing, right? And I'm looking at it, it's like, no, it's people on a ship, and because of the death of his wife or something, this captain of the ship is putting them on a suicide mission and hunting the great white dragon. Oh, I'm pretty sure I read that book. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that one. Right? But all of a sudden, boom, it's a fantasy film. Yeah. Right? And that's some of the beauty of fantasy can do it too, right? So that's one of those unique things about those three genres. Yeah. Sci-fi, horror, and they're, fantasy. They're so versatile. And you can have people who can... They love, they, oh, I love sci-fi, but everybody will have a different favorite and a different love. And they're mm. all great in their own way to that person. Another person might not like it, might not agree with it, but because there are so many different types, it's not something that's like dead set in stone, like, oh, it's slapstick comedy or something like that. Spaceballs. Peter, give me another mic check. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Hello, hello. Is anyone out there? That's better. Me, I me, had to me, turn me. you down. You were peeking out all the time. Oh, dear. But I am kind of excited tonight. But that's okay. So now you can be excited because I've turned you down. All righty. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> that. I actually might have to turn us down. Ooh. Uh, not Colleen, though, because she has a girl voice, so she doesn't peek out as much. Peek, 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 peek. It's the bassy tones that does it to you. All right, so how are we going to format this, man? Um, Do I just start going off my best list? I want to say one that I don't like. Okay. Uh, Sphere, which is a remake of an older movie. Horrible, horrible film. Ab- absolute uh, garbage. Some things just don't translate from the written word onto film. Yeah. And it did not. It did not. Horrible. Right. Like, I even owned it on DVD, but after watching it like three times... I realize why it cost me three dollars. Actually, actually, and I reconfirmed that. I even reconfirmed that because it's playing on Netflix right now. And I'm gonna be honest with you, right now, I've been through Netflix. They've got to change their profile, man. They got to like get some new what, shit. What is the What is the other one though that is good and it almost has the exact same story? They're under the ocean. There's an entity that's controlling abyss. abyss. The abyss. That's oh, the oh, abyss. And the abyss. It's amazing. The, but again, I think abyss is one of the. Dumbest sci-fi movies it is. Because well, it's, it's, it's like the only thing that's missing is Jodie Foster, right? Oh, look, we found God, yeah. right? Um, and personally, right, Contact and any other sci-fi movie with Jodie Foster in it, right? Just bad list, just on the worst side. I don't even consider that sci-fi to me. <clears throat> um, to me, The Abyss, I could appreciate it. I didn't really consider it a sci-fi. I, I considered it more of a fantasy, what-if, underwater flick but I did not consider it sci-fi. Of, of the year that I, The Abyss came out, right? It came out with Deep Star Six oh, and Leviathan. Oh, now those two were sci-fi. awesome. Those were awesome sci-fi. Love them. The Abyss was like the touchy-feely version, PG-rated version of Deep Star Six and Leviathan. Yeah. Nothing like those. Like science fiction in definition. Like it's That's why E.T. is neither on my fiction. good or my bad list. It just got left off my yeah, list. Yeah. Because it doesn't really fit. In what I can think of, it's like family fun movie, not yeah, yeah. sci-fi. No, it's not. It's not. And like, and as for contact, I, I mean, I watched that once, and what a waste of my life. Oh God, we uh, found God again. Sphere, sphere. I totally agree. I watched it three times, trying to get 
what am I missing? But on the flip and side, there was nothing. Like, it, same author, the original, especially the original movie, oh, the Jurassic original. Park, right? Where we all sat back and went, <gasps> dinosaurs on the screen, right? Because that was like marvelous. And, like, and no one, except for the Jurassic Park franchise, has done the dinosaur better yet because they're still controlling it copyright-wise. Oh, yeah. But, oh, man, it is so beautiful. So the same author, right? Michael Creighton, right? And one film just did not translate. One book did not translate at all to the film. And the other book, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park was phenomenal yeah. to the film, right? Incredible. And to, to and you know it was good because it just hit a franchise and ran. Yeah. Whereas there's only been the one Sphere movie. They haven't redone it. Amen. Thank God. Thank, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I want... Uh, so we'll do top three and a bottom three. So I want to know your like third least favorite. <laughs> so we'll go like three, two, one for each. Third least favorite. All right. So like top three, right. we want right. number three. Number three. Third worst movie on my list. Third worst movie on my list. A lot of people are not going to like this because... Its other version is on my best list, right? My third worst sci-fi movie ever, Close Encounters of the Third Kind Extended Cut, right? Okay. And the primary reason is we got nothing for that extra 20 minutes, right? Was that with Tom walking Cruise? around with elongated grays. That was... Um... Uh, that was one of Spielberg's early ones, yeah. and that had uh, Richard, Richard Dreyfus. 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 Yeah. Right. But when they did the extended cut, the first the first movie was actually really really good because it the parts that they cut out explained and really focused in on the fixation that everyone who had encountered the lights was having. And they took out all of that strength, which really built the story, and the story became very washy, yeah. right, when you follow the extended cut. So Love it's interesting that in those two. Now, footnote, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is not my third from the top. It's much yeah. lower. Oh, okay. Right? But third, seriously, if you've got it good and you've bunked with it and fucked it up, right, there you are, right? I'm not a, I'm not big on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. To me, it doesn't really hit the buttons for a, a real sci-fi for me, and I can explain that one later. But okay, so what's your third least favorite sci-fi? I actually, I, I know it's kind of on the spot because you and I didn't do notes. Peter did notes I tonight. I got list, man. Wow. He's only asking me for my three, and I got like twenty-five on each list. Peter's got the notes. I actually will argue that I don't really have least favorites because when I look at the science fiction genre and the different shows, for the majority of them, um, and I say vast majority, even the ones where I don't like the storyline, I can appreciate something in it. So, so I can so, appreciate. So, so you, what was the name? What was the name of the? Um... Receptionist on WKRP in Cincinnati. Never. We need Sarah for that one. Yeah, we need Sarah for All that right. one. Right, Lonnie Anderson or whatever. Yeah. Right. Sounds about rest. Yeah. About right. right. Yeah. Um, Fair Fawcett. 
No. No, Lonnie Anderson. No, but it was one of them. Lonnie Anderson or Farrah Fawcett. I think it was Farrah Fawcett. No, it was Lonnie. No, no, she's no, 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 hang on, hang on. Okay. Where I'm referencing was yeah. Farrah Fawcett, right? The movie, and it's Saturn something, right? Where she's with, I think it's Gregory Peck, and they're having a love affair, and this guy shows up, builds a robot to kill them, so he can have Farrah Fawcett and get rid of the competition because oh, wow. he's gone space crazy. Horrible. Mm. And no redeeming quality. And I'm just going to throw it out there that there's a lot of... I love B-genre stuff. I love C-genre stuff. I'll go even far down as H and I and J-genre stuff. But there's some really stuff out there that's so bad, right? And you just can't. It's just... Turning a buck for sex. And another example of that that I'm going to throw out, 2022, actually, and I don't know if any of you have caught it, but I actually watched through the end, and as far as I was concerned, it was nothing more than an hour and a half to two hours of soft porn. Spiderhead. Never heard of it. So... So what I like, I I agree. I absolutely love. Get me down to the H genre. Give me campy. Give me B movie flick. Give me all that. I love it. Always mm. have. Um, but I guess where where I more mean is that there's often something. Now, the ones I where I really can't seem to think of anything off the top of my head that I really hate. It's because I'll think, but that effect was good, or I liked that ship, or that was a neat look of a weapon. Because I really classify sci-fi. I want to see science fiction i want to see something that so, does not exist in so our world. creature right kaminsky's last last appearance on film the actor right you found something redeeming about that the other thing is is that how many movies are in this genre we're talking thousands oh, and, upon and thousands like, and like don't so get me wrong when i made are, this list i know that it's incorrect yeah, and i know that it's there, incomplete there are many movies that and, i started and i never finished yeah i couldn't tell you the name of those movies because they meant absolutely nothing to me because it was five minutes well, in. i'm like I'm I, I try to remember their names to make sure i never make the same mistake yeah. twice um i'm pretty good at that but it, it's like you know i'm just if i read the description i'm not going to go there again for but, me but, i don't but I guess, want I don't know, right? Because it's um, uh, sci-fi and horror, right? But those two especially. Um, when I was a kid, it was theaters, a lot of drive-ins. Um, uh, again, it wasn't something that I could stream or something. It was something I was paying cash to see, yeah. right? So when I went and paid cash to see it and got home afterwards, and it was crappy, and it was crappy, and it was like, uh, right? Um that was coin out of my pocket, right? I tried to find redeeming co uh, redeeming things for Coma, for example. And Coma's one of those ones where I do remember leaving the theater and going, wow, that's five bucks. Yes, that was that many years ago. But that's five bucks I'm never getting back again. Yeah. Right? And it's not really a bad film, but it wasn't enough. To pay so, for the five bucks I, and the bus ride. I think if I can just if I can just like finish it, it's just the the thing is is that I know the types I'm going to like and that I'm not. So I often don't even bother with going for. I, I've never seen Coma. I have no desire to see it. It's not the type that I'm interested in. So I'm not <coughs> going to watch it. Uh, okay, there was one movie I can't even remember the name of it. I think it was classified as a sci-fi. It had I'd have to look up the name of it. It was about 
um, some psychologist in a psych ward or something, and it was uh, anyway. I'd have to look up the name. I can say it. Later, oh God, that sounds like the one where it's the computer trying to. No, it was. The AI, it had right? like um, one of those big singer stars was in it. Oh. I think her name was Jennifer something or whatever. Jennifer, oh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, it was really bad. The acting was terrible. The storyline was terrible. It was terrible. Um, and I did. I went to go see it in a theater, and I was really disappointed. Um, but I also knew I wouldn't like it anyway because it's not my style. Um, but it, I think the one movie that does come to my mind when I think of the one sci-fi I will never watch again is Metropolis. <laughs> I sat through it the one time. I did it. I I did it. Which I can't do it again. That? Metropolis, Metropolis the um, very first science fiction movie yeah, ever and, put out on film. And in all it's honesty, um, it's funny that you put it as your worst. Right yeah. or one of them, I because Metropolis is all actually on one of my best. It's it's on right because what it's best. really really about, um, it's about <laughs> the movement. It's it's science fiction, but the science they're talking about is social movement yes. and mobility. Yes, it's talking political science, social science. Yeah, yes, yeah. And, and then there's a bit of yeah. And it's and it's really when you look at it just from that point of view, right? And there's like enough robots in there and yeah. stuff that, that make it you know much more but when you actually look at it from that point of view it is an incredibly good movie it is it actually really is it's but just boring as shit I, I was born out of my skull and it, right. it was the extended edition it's a silent movie it was like two and a half hours long yeah. i think i was like 15 yeah when i, I sit dying. down to watch a silent, movie, <laughs> a silent movie i gotta put myself in the headspace for it i know that right that's but, like watching something that's that I've only got the subtitles for. It's like, okay, am I ready for this for an hour now? So now, if we just look at the ones briefly that deal with time, I so don't watch. I don't watch time parallel sci-fi like, at all. I hate them. You don't like time. I Colleen hate does them at like all. time. I absolutely despise them. So first of all, right? One of the things. One of the things I don't like about time ones, right, is how often I have to see the same fucking scene again. Oh, because you get confused at how no, everything's going. No, on? no, no, no. Because, all right, I die. Oh yeah. I wake up in the morning and I go to this point until I die again, and I or I go to this point until I remember that I'm doing it again. Yeah. Next time, I get that all the way up to a little bit earlier. But oh my god, I've already seen that fucking scene. Kind of like Memento. Memento is another one I now. Like now Memento, right? <clears throat> Um, that's not. I don't fiction. consider Memento a sci-fi. No, no, right? No. It's definitely. But if you haven't seen it, go just just go. See oh it. no! Well, yeah, Memento is a fantastic film. It was actually on my university syllabus for managing death. Oh, very good. Very yeah, good. yeah, right. Um, so for time, I love time. Yeah. yeah. Um, one that's not popular with a lot of people, but I really enjoy it was the Time Traveler's Wife. Uh, the guy kept it. blipping in and out of different timelines. Couldn't stand it. And yeah, Peter hated it. It's on my list to see. But I loved it because of its concept of not being able to control it and just going. Uh, everybody knows Back to the Future. You, It's hard to mess with Back to the Future. I pray to God they don't reboot it and they just leave it alone. You know, don't reboot. Maybe bring the boys back for one more if there's one there. If not, let it just go. Let it go. Let it go. Right. Don't go. don't touch it. The problem is, is that you can't create the paradox that they're trying to create, right? Yeah. You can't if you're the one doing it. You can't disappear. Yeah. Because then it doesn't get done. Yeah. 
and yeah. Right. If you're going to do a time story, you have to make it absolutely perfect to current understanding of time. And if you don't get it yeah. right, then and, you screw and, up. And they can be just as bad when they're doing warping movies. Not just time travel, but where they're warping from dimension to dimension. It's like, oh my God, we've seen this scene again. Yeah. Right? Like, it's... That's just a crapshoot. And that's just... it's what I find that there's a lot of directors out there that will use cheap things for filler in a lot of their sci-fi movies and one of those things is how many times can i use the same scene well over and over and over again in downsizing i felt ripped off because i'm there to watch a movie about a guy who gets shrunken down and things happen and this and that once you get him down to the one size and and he's living in the slums of the small areas and stuff like that. And his girlfriend lives in the slums. It doesn't seem like a, I'm small anymore. Cause everything's their size kind of thing. And we're not dealing with small stuff. And I was having way more fun seeing the introduction of it. How the little man yeah, comes yeah. out of his house. Look, look at, look, I, I look wanted at, to see that. Look, look at, look at how you felt about that. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, Matt, but if you want to see a good movie like that, Black and white, the incredible shrinking man. Yeah. Right? And the final scene, right? The final scene. So he is just faced off against the spider, right? And the spider's gargantuan, right? Yeah. He's like twice as tall as this guy, maybe three times. And the guy's got like a paper clip that he's straightened out and some kind of thing that he's using as a shield. Yeah. And he actually defeats the spider. And and the last cutting scene, he's climbed out of the basement window because that's where he got trapped and lost in, right? And he's with that paper clip and with that whatever he made into a shield he's walking across the lawn but to you right as a view yeah the grass is as tall as his head and you oh, can only see like, yeah so far in front of you, him. you don't have to tell me about that i grew up with honey i shrunk the kids <laughs> well yeah yeah right so there's another one yeah. for a really good example yeah. but oh man the incredible shrinking man definitely on my favorite list yeah can i add i found the name the movie that i hated was called the cell it was called The Cell with uh, with Jennifer Lopez. Anyway, I just had to give that name. No, no. I hated that. Hated as a matter that. of fact, although I, I see it being called a sci-fi. Oh. Okay, so RoboCop would technically be a science fiction, would it not? Um, RoboCop is a science fiction. Yeah. Um, and now I'm going to use Roto- RoboCop because there's a whole bunch of those that are on my list and just open up this category, right? Yeah. Um, RoboCop, the first movie. I'm going to be honest, I loved it. Right? Not only was yeah. it signed fi it's one of those few, right, that um, I even found the humorous aspects to it. You know? and, yeah. and yeah, how many times have you heard me, I'll buy that for a buck. Yeah, right? I'll buy that for a dollar. Right? You know, so that entire, but or then me. you get all of the remakes yeah. and all of the sequels. Yeah. Crap. Or right. I'll, I'll come home after work and I'll be walking stiff and I'll go, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what I've got with a lot of those things, right? Um, where, where, there's, where we end up with the franchise with the sequels. I love the first movie. Yeah. And some of them, right? Like I've got Star Trek, the movies on here, yeah. right? You know where I sit? I love the remake, the first movie of the remake. After and that, then they crap. bring Con in. Oh, that pissed and, you off? And then they've lost me, right? Most boring storyline in the original series is Khan. And you brought it out for number two. And you brought it, you've brought it everywhere, right? Yeah. I'm a Khan girl. I 
can see right? the late con. Oh, but, right. but on the flip side, right, when it comes to the original Star Trek movies, first of all, Next Gen or any of them aren't even on my list, right? They're all, I just consider them all crap, schlock movies, right? However, the only one, the only one on my good list is Star Trek number four, The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home with the Whales is amazing. Yeah. But, but, and when you think about those, like, think, think about Star Trek, the movie, right? Let's, let, let's have sex with an alien Randroid, right? With, with, with a satellite we sent up, right? Like, it's like, it was nothing more than. I gotta say, with Kirk? No, no. no. Oh, Viger. 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 Well, and if you've seen the extended of it, it's oh. like, Oh my lord! You've got ten minutes of them driving up, like like flying up to the Enterprise. It's like, okay, I see why they cut it out. And that's why, also on the worst on my worst movie list is Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey, because it's fucking boring as shit. All yeah. of it, including the last twenty minutes of like, is it done yet? Love it. Right? I so understand. I so understand why Hal killed everyone. I wanted to kill them all within fifteen minutes of the movie starting. Yeah. But I preferred twenty ten. Twenty ten. Twenty ten was much more. You know, and maybe that's the thing. I look for a little bit more action in my films, yeah. because oddly enough, Alien, I like, but yeah. I can't put it on my best list. It's not on my worst list, right? But if I'm going to watch the Alien franchise, I'm starting with Aliens. Exactly number two. Okay. Always. Because uh, one wasn't good enough. And yeah. This runs me into um, problems I have with sci-fi movies, especially if they're being put into a space or a lab continuum, right? Yeah. There are certain things that even me as a layman know that you don't do. I.e., Prometheus, oh, I think the air's okay. Let's all take our helmets off. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> uh, just... Just non-scientific method. And if you're going to throw something at me as that's horrendous, yeah. don't throw a stupid, right, scientist who has broken the rules of fundamentals saying, okay, I can handle that there's self-injecting on some chemical that they've produced and they're testing it because they can't get... That's yeah. a storyline, plot line as yeah. to why they're doing it. But to suddenly go, ooh, right, let's not take, put on any protective gear and open the container with the gaseous life form. Right? Yeah. How many movies? How many movies? Like, seriously. Oh, right? And that's what I mean, right? Is that you don't... Um, you've got to be aware, right, of, of the fact that there are some realities. There's a really, really good um, uh, sci-fi... I can't remember it, uh, but it's an, an oil drilling, and they're doing deep-sea oiling as far yeah. down as they can go. And they go too far. And they hit... A bumble of oil, but there's creatures that are living there who are feeding off the oil, right? Yeah. Beautiful storyline. The movie goes on as a great creature feature, it's just great. incredible. Except, right, the moment that they encounter that blockage and something goes on, what is accepted as the response is, oh, I think we hit a rock, right, by the engineers and the scientists who are on staff who are doing deep sea drilling guys like i'm talking they're like this side of the marianas trench going farther than anyone's gone before and not knowing what to expect and something goes clunkety clunk clunk and spoots everything back up on them yeah. no they just don't write it off as an oops right so the whole process of that film goes on it well with now i get it because if they were to do it right right 
um, everyone would notice the aliens were coming before they arrived, right? So yeah. they've got to get the aliens up there to do the attacking first, right? So I have one that's on my thanks for coming out, but you didn't quite do it list. Um, mm. And it's a great concept, but they didn't do it right. Uh, overdrawn at the memory bank. The one guy gets caught watching what they call cinemas on his workstation terminal which he found a way to hack into the main frame computer of everything to even find these things then he got sent down to what we would know as hr but this is for society wide and he was forced to go on kind of like a vacation kind of thing but what they do is they kind of plug you into a machine and they put your consciousness into an animal and uh, his tag got switched with another tag so he ended up going to one place and then uh, they didn't know what to do with him so they ended up putting him in another simulation and next thing you know I'm watching like all these different National Geographic stock clips that they used to do his experiences and all he did was voice over Stock it. footage. And it, it was really tragic because the guy they had doing the main character was the guy who played Gomez Adams in the movies. The, the guy right. who passed away now. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Anybody I know remember? It, but I'm not, I'll mispronounce it so I don't want to try it. Yeah. Rural? Great actor and just like it was one of his really early ones. What's wrong with your hand? I'm just cramping it. Cramping it. Raul Julia. Raul Julia. No, no, not the original one. No, he's not the original. He's the one he played the actor in the movies. The most recent Gomez, Raul Julia, and he's the one who died recently. Or died a few years ago. No, it's the, it's the one who played Bison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Raul yeah. Julia. And he didn't die Raul recently. Julia. He died uh, a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. He died after uh, Bison. Yeah. yeah. 1994. Yeah. Yeah. But Gomez Adams, when he did that, I couldn't see anybody else. Hi, Peter. Uh, I couldn't see anybody else do Gomez Adams after him. Right. He yeah. did so great in that. But that's not a sci-fi. But he was in. He was the main character for Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. And yeah, after a bit of that, I'm like, I'm watching just like someone's African lion safari <laughs> trip of these animals interacting with each other and stuff like that. This is, yeah, no. Because like, of Omaha's wild oh, you, kingdom. You could tell because like when he was in the consciousness of the world that he was, you know, n natural to, everything was, you know, very smooth, very clean, very sterile kind of society. And then when it switched over to his animal experiences, everything was like grainy footage that had probably been sitting around for 20 years. Oh, come on. I've actually seen it where it switched over to black and white. Right? If oh, you get really? In, if you get into the late 60s and early 70s film where some film was still being filmed in the black and white, the stock footage didn't have enough of it in color yet. Right? So, like, especially you'll go and they're doing black and white and suddenly the nuclear explosion goes off and it's in, it's in black and white. <laughs> like, oh, my God, we lost all the color. Oh, no, that hit so bad that I went colorblind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that one was on my, yeah, thanks for coming out. Great concept, but bad execution. 
Yeah, well, and some of them, it's like, I know you're right. You get the idea of where they were going, right? Yeah. But they lost somehow, right? They yeah. didn't follow it through. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's one of those things, and I, I know we were only talking movies, but I'm going to bring up Babylon 5 here, right? One of the beauties about Babylon 5 is that, right, they knew where they were going, right, from the yeah. word one, right? So especially when it comes to sequels and that, a lot of these sequels have fed off of the success of the last movie. Yeah. Without the intent, right? Unlike, for example, right, um, Lord of the Rings, right, um, which they were done, and even the Hobbit movies, right? And oddly enough, yes, right, on my list of worst films, right, I have it at home in a, in a Blu-ray. I've got it at home in a Blu-ray. Oh, I hate oh, this movie so comes. much. I got it at home in a Blu-ray. It is still wrapped in the package that I have it in with a big green sticker on it going, discount it to two ninety nine. Two ninety nine Canadian for you American listeners. So even less than two ninety nine. And I still think I paid too much. What movie is it? Peter Jackson's King Kong. Like God, the man did not understand the film. I got it on D V D. But not Blu-ray. I wouldn't drop the dollar for Blu-ray. Well, because it was marked down, marked to two ninety-nine, dude. Two ninety-nine, like a dollar ninety-nine of that is just the Blu-ray, right? So I basically paid only like a dollar, and yeah. that was still too much for the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was. Horrible. I, I think I spent a toonie on the DVD. You know. That was actually one I couldn't even finish. I, I couldn't even watch the end of it. So <clears throat> what about? Short Circuit. Short Circuit, again, there's a whole lot of movie, right? Um, Flight of the Navigator, Short Circuit. E.T. E.T. That I'm going to not put into... I'm, yeah, they're sci-fi, right? It's like a family but, sci-fi. But, but, but yeah, and that's, I guess, it, right? Introduction to sci-fi. Right. Um, yeah. You know, if I was talking horror, would you really oh. expect me to bring up team screens? Team... Teen screams or or Alf or Mork and Mindy, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So so it's and that's that's where because they're not on my list. My yeah. list is much more yeah more yeah. more focused yeah. yeah, which is good because otherwise we would not be able to like. That's why it was kind of tricky doing the uh, stand up comedy one because there's just so many and and I was listening to so many more great comedians after yeah. I recorded that and went. I didn't mention him. I didn't mention them. I didn't mention her, you know. Yeah, well, and, and, and speaking about that, right? Like, you've had us going on about our worst, right? Now, so I guess we're now at well, worst, worst. Worst always brings in the most attention. Like, when you can really rip on something, that's what brings Well, yeah, news. but there's, there's, I want to, I guess I'm, I don't want to miss talking about the good ones because there's a I, well, there's a lot of good ones that I want to bring up for certain reasons. Okay. And I think if you're a sci-fi aficionado, right, right, like again, um, um, the Incredible Shrinking Man, right? Yeah. These are movies that you should see. Yeah. Right. If you want to call yourself sci-fi, right? Yeah. And I'm not talking. Sorry, <coughs> Matt. I'm not talking the mystery science theater version. Oh, get off it. <laughs> Get I'm like, off like it. find the real film with no one talking over for it. So oh, you can no, actually I mean begin to that. appreciate Some that. of them are so dry, dude. And some of them you can't even find. There's oh, some few, of them, yeah, you can't even find. There's a few that the only version you can find now is the Mystery Science Theater. 
There's, there's a few like that. I love I Mystery been, Science Theater. Now, the one that I would love to ask about, because this one's always been kind of on my unknown list. War of the Worlds. Now, there's many versions out there. The book is unbelievable. And, of course, is one of the very first books ever to start the whole sci-fi genre up. Art outed. Um, you know, you'd think the movie, what could you do? But I've seen probably about six to ten versions of the movie. I have still yet to see a movie version of it that can do the book justice. The closest I've ever come was a miniseries out of the BBC in UK that did really good. But so I've never been happy with any of the War of the Worlds movies, especially the one done in I think it was the 50s or 60s, because they got so religious in that one and so American centric. Like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, it was yeah. all about praise America um, and God. And it was like, what? Huh? I, I, I what was the original one that was on the radio? Was that War of the Worlds? No, that, that was actually Orson sc- Wells, War of the Worlds. Oh, OK. Yeah, that okay. was different. That was he was kind of. He was using the book as a basis for his radio broadcast, but it was as though he was a radio broadcaster during the invasion. Gotcha. So because he acted it out so well, people thought it was real. God, yeah. Yeah. Because the book is unbelievable. The book is really, really good. The book is really good. But but again, again, translation from the book to the film, right? Um I would certainly say that War of the Worlds, the original in the 58 or 52, um, uh, definitely one to see, though. Yes. Right? See to have it on the list if you want yes. to be the sci-fi affectionado. Have to. Um, this planet Earth. Must see. Must see. Yeah, right? Um, Must see. Um, uh, the Giant Claw. I actually have seen This Island Earth without the Mystery Science Theater guys, even though my first introduction to both This Island Earth and Mystery Science Theater was that episode. Well, it's it's interesting. I laughed so hard I was crying. I was crying. But but it's a very, very serious film. And like, for example, uh, Attack of the Killer Shrews, they're actually talking about overpopulation in that film. And that's why he's mutating the shrews. Yeah. And that's 1958. Yeah. See, it's weird because a lot of the creature features would fit in both categories. Yes. Creature features tend to fit actually in the sci-fi. Yeah. I actually like to put them in their own. Because um, oddly enough, but I can't leave so them out of the sci-fi. Because yeah. where do where do where do you? Because then you're Godzilla going okay. Aliens fit. is definitely yeah. in there. Predators is definitely in sci-fi. Yeah, right. That's but true. what about you know metamorphosis, which is all about genetic engineering? Yeah. Right, species, species, or species, <laughs> or right. Only Sarah's allowed to sit there. Right. Um. So yeah. So and that's one of the problems. I tend to, um, creature features. I tend to imply that for one other reason, and you're not really given a for sure reason why the creature has arrived and has existed and is. Yeah. Right. Godzilla. Blah blah. Has blah. been or woke or up or exactly mutated, something like that. Or, Carved out of ice. Yeah. Right. You know. On the flip side, right, um, when it's a sci-fi creature, it's an alien or, right, it's a purposeful mutation created by man. Okay. Or a non-purposeful. Or a non-purposeful. Done done via, you know. Accidental. uh, Accidental nuclear explosion. Right. Abominable strain. Excellent movie. Yeah. Right. Boring as shit, but excellent movie. 
opinion about Robin Williams' Bicentennial Man. Couldn't make it through. Loved it. It's dry as dirt, but I love it. I hate dry. Couldn't make it through it. Couldn't make it through it. But then again, I'm not really a big fan of Robin Williams, right? And um, especially when he started doing serious stuff, like that's not around. Like I couldn't. I had a hard time with the Fisher King too. So I I haven't seen that. And I haven't seen the one with the the doctor where he was a doctor. I haven't seen Patchwork Adams. Patch Adams. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Um, I'm sure they're great <laughs> movies, but I like Robin for his comedic. I like Robin for his comedic stuff. So um, when it got to Bicentennial Man, that was about as serious as I could take him. You know, but um, then we have like, uh, well, AI, thank you. Oh, why? Why? Why, 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 why are we on AI somewhere? Because I wasn't done yet with the creature no, features. Sir. No, but like AI, oh, the movie well. AI. I think we should just do a a full creature feature episode. Well, yeah, but then I'm missing some of my favorite sci-fi movies here and why I'm loving them, right? Okay, Because, again, 1958, them. Yeah. Movie that scared me out my entire life. To this day, I hear that sound and I look for ants. Oh. My dad's was Wasp Woman. Right. From the moment he... That one always got him to the very end. But, yeah, 1958, and the reason that's happening, why it's in New Mexico, is because of nuclear testing and mutation. Right, they're not creatures that have just sprung around, yeah. right? And it's 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 an incredible threat that if they they're pose. not using old Mexico. I'll take it. Well, you, no one uses old Mexico, right? She it's been used. Um, old Mexico was used in uh, Tarantula Women. Yeah, that one was good. But like, yeah, creature features are they're kind of it's like part of sci-fi, you know. Some of them, it's it's kind of it's one of those those lines that is a little bit blurred um, right, but, but it's like it's it it's the you have to look at the creature yes right a vampire is not a sci-fi movie exactly right um godzilla if you wanted to especially the Matt, matthew broderick now here's a good example godzilla the matthew broderick film science fiction movie nuclear mutation mm-hmm. right creation of new species period right no maybe a god no maybe nuclear change no maybe he's already existed and he's always there he's just woken up no no this is a new species created by nuclear mutation boom matthew broderick's godzilla yeah definitely sci-fi did you like it though oh actually i did yeah 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 i really um except for the love story part of it but what about the song come with me by puff daddy um okay can you play me a little can you hum it a bit uh, i still won't remember but it would be fun for the people on sure i might not be able to no i don't think you can play it, it, it it's copyright. it's very well copyright i could sample it but even still it's it's kind of violin-y oh okay. but anyhow right so so and that's what i mean is that some of them you just can't right embryo is another really good example right um if we're going animated science fiction heavy like, metal like okay how about how about this way, right? I can talk about Planet of the Apes, the original, right? But what about Planet of the Apes, the remake, where it's only genetic engineering and it becomes a monster film? It, it's still science. Genetic engineering is still science. That's what I mean. It's like you can't just pull those creature features out. Yeah. Right? But I'm saying that if we, 
don't just pull them out. Just kind of focus on oh, the ones on. that are They're aren't. so good. Your audience wants to hear about them twice. All about them. All We've about got them. Okay, I'm gonna, okay, so I'll go off them. Number one, and I would recommend, recommend seeing the colorized version because I think it's better than the black and white just because it's more fun, right? It does have a creature in it. The It, right? What is it? What is it? Forbidden Planet. Yay. Damn you, you took my number one. There you go. Oh, oh I can't believe it. We agreed on a number one because yeah, that was my number one. <coughs> I saw that for the first time when I was like five years old. I've been obsessed with it since Love that movie. Love it. Best As a matter of fact, Colleen got me the colorized version. Wait, wait, what? I don't even think I've seen it. Oh, you know, you know what? And you have. You know Robbie the Robot? No. From, from Lost in Space, Robbie the Robot. Yes. The original one of Robbie the Robot. And it looks almost identical. Forbidden it's Forbidden Planet. It the first flying saucer nope. you ever saw was Forbidden Planet. Yeah. And, right? and a young Wesley Nielsen. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Nielsen, not as a comedic actor, but as a serious actor. Well, that's how he started. That's how he started. Yeah, yeah, but one of his major roles. Well, uh, the reason he went into comedy was because of his deadpan delivery that he could do so very well. He was so professional that, like, he would never crack a smile. And some of his jokes alone were gut hurting ones like they make you laugh um, so hard he, that it he, hurts he, and he just he uh in the film you feel for some <laughs> of his uh because he's the captain of the ship and you feel for some of his officers underneath him oh yeah and he does it without raising his voice you and and he he's a beautiful commander because oh, oh he's incredible he has full control of his crew because they love him so yeah. much they are so loyal to him. they will die for him and the other thing I loved about it was the monster. You didn't get to see the monster. So your imagination just went, could go all over. And there was so much science. There was so much in that movie. It was amazing. Monsters of the Id. Yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable. That was That is by far my number one out there of all time. Yeah. Total Recall. Which Total one? Recall? Which one? I've only seen the first one, and I heard the second one wasn't that great. The second one is phenomenal. The second oh. one is great. Oh, the okay. first one, and and makes the first one look like a worse than B grade movie. Yeah, oh wow! Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it yeah. really, really pales it. But again, same type of thing, right? Um, uh, Dread. First one or second one? Second one. Even if you haven't seen it, watch it. Second. Oh, Judge Dread. Oh, Judge yeah. Dread. Second one. Always. Right? Because again, so much, man, that man can put so much expression <coughs> with his chin. Yeah. It's, seriously. He's got the helmet on, the visor on through the, almost the entire film. He's literally, the only emotion you see in his face is from chin to the tip of his nose. Yeah. And that's it. And he gets everything across. Right? He's like, everything is amazing. That's, again, another, right, uh, strong male lead type movie and my favorite of kurt russell's soldier yeah Ooh, yeah that's a good one uh right, well, he says what 21 words in the entire film that many <laughs> what about escape from new york would that be a science fiction I uh, guess it, it is a science fiction post-apocalyptic um, science fiction. i don't put it on the worst list i don't put it on the great list um yeah. where I, the way i did this was 
if it's on, if I find it on streaming, I'm turning it on, right? That goes on my best list, right? Yeah. My worst list, I am desperate. I have watched everything they have to offer, and I am still flipping through that, right? Right? But if they're the ones that, well, there's nothing good, there's nothing bad, I can watch this. They made neither list, but that's where they sit. Yeah. The other one that, that I think that I add in as my second favorite, and anyone who knows me will know this one, um, but it's for a lot of reasons which might not be evident. Star Wars A New Hope. And the big reason on that one is that <coughs> until that until that movie, the sci-fi genre for was so different and in terms of the effects like you know what it was you know what it was i can actually answer that question for you right um because i noticed it right away star trek um star wars a new hope again of my favorite of all of the star wars yeah. films yeah but it was the perception of scale that was what it was it was that like, opening oh. scene of the carillion dreadnought coming in over your head and you know I, and was, swallowing by size that I was, other. Guy. I wasn't even born oh. when it came out. It was a year before I was born. But oh. I heard stories I from my dad about, the driver, about when he sat there and he saw it and he his mind was blown. To this day, when I watch that film, that opening that, sequence is like, shush. That's it. You have to be quiet. And it's what it did for the effects and the future of science fiction. And, and they didn't yeah. even want to do it because they thought science fiction was dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I remember years later introducing a young girl to science fiction to, for the first time. We actually played her Forbidden Planet to show her this is what sci-fi was. And then we played A New Hope and we said, and this is what happened when A New Hope came But out. again, A New Hope, right? There's your space opera, man. There's oh, your, absolutely! Like, it's just, and it was so good. Yeah. Now again, because they're on my list, I actually put all of the all of the Star Wars stuff on my list, right? Um, on my on my good list, one, two, and three. On my okay list, no, excuse me, let's get this right because they renumbered <laughs> them. So on my good list, four, five, and six. Mm -hmm. On my okay, seven, eight, and nine. On my worst, one, two, and three. Now. Of, of the the um, spin-off movies like Solo and such on and so forth, most of them, none of them have made my worst list and only one has succeeded getting to my best. And you know it, Rogue One. Rogue One, incredible film. In an hour and a half, you are introduced to so many unique characters that you fall in love with. Right, it's a soap opera, but there's no, no future to it because they all die at the end. It's like watching Hamlet. Yeah. Right. It was phenomenal, phenomenal, and because we all are so familiar with Four, A New Hope, right? We know exactly that story. Yeah. We know. We've been told from day one of Star Star Wars that everyone that snuck those plans out die yeah. in that battle hundreds thousands of people so, died in that battle with for me with star wars i'll take one two three four five six and then the last three i only have as okay and that's because for me star wars was supposed to be about the skywalker family it always had and it always should have been and then when we start following two random new people, 
That's who are Skywalkers. Hard. No. One's a Palpatine and one's a clone. No, not even a clone. He's a boy that was captured as a child and raised as a stormtrooper. Uh, what's his face? Is the daughter of Princess Leia and Han Solo. Kylo. Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, but that's, yeah. But and they it, had and, so and, many. See, see, and that's what the, where everyone looks at those films wrong. It's not about Ren. Well, it's about Kylo. I'm in it oh. in terms of that it's, I'm sorry, I'm it's a told through Ren's eyes. Girl. It's Mara Jade, and it's Jason, Jason, Annika. I could not deal yeah. with the new stuff. Me, me either. I me either. It. Couldn't do it. Could not deal There was already too much written, established yeah. stuff that was considered well, canon, and they threw it out the window yeah. and peed I'm, on it. Yeah. I, I, I don't and know about calling The legend stories <laughs> right now. <laughs> that were out then were so expansive. You had some of the kids going light, some of the kids going dark, some of the kids going oh, neutral, some of them just being pilots and saying to hell with Jedi's. Yeah. You know, like they had so but that many. That was the kids. Han Solo character. No, right? some of Luke's kids did that. Yeah. Like they all mixed. They, they all started have. mixing amongst their archetypes. Yeah. You, it, does that make sense? Yeah. I hope I'm not talking. Exactly but 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 you have to remember during during a, there's a lot of people who are just writing shit right and they did lose some control over the franchise for a while. No, the what? all the Star Wars was done under Lucas's direction. Anybody who wrote anything Star Wars, even paperbacks, even pa- especially especially the paperbacks. Paperback. It, paperback? it got okayed by Lucas, and it was official as official can put in as official canon. And then anybody who wrote after that had to follow those rules. No one could say that Han and Leia didn't marry because they did when it was written by this guy. So it was all very, very strict. And there were only some authors who were allowed to do it. Like I have a Luke and Mara Jade comic book in my collection and now it's not canon. So why bother reading it? It doesn't matter. Because it was a good story. It was amazing. What they're talking about is splintering the timeline, from my understanding, and this is completely. Now, and we already ta- talked about my why I don't get into time flipping time back on movies. Yeah, because it's lazy. It's very lazy. And it's because it is. It's lazy. It, it, instead of coming up with your own stuff, you're just recycling. Disney didn't even do that. They just said, just forget it happened. Well, now they're dealing with their Han Solo stuff, which is getting things twisted now, as well. Now, as or far as a rewrite, Solo, and that, now stuff. that's what I like, right? Is Again, for to Star Trek, talk about keeping us happy, right? When they did the rewrite, right? They said, and oops, alternate timeline yeah. starts now. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. right. Doesn't mean the other ones didn't exist, but now we've got these two lines going in <laughs> either direction. Yeah. yeah. Wow, can we have fun now? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And they've just been having fun since. Yeah. So it's like just really, really well done. Star right? Trek has. <laughs> Star Trek has become a only on the Calvin timeline now. Well, that's where that's the one they're pursuing, right? Yeah. And yes, and no, well, right? Because what is the current newest series of Star Trek? Brave Strange New, New World. Yeah. With Captain Pike. Yeah. Right now, yes, I know it's on the Calvin timeline. Yeah. Right, but they've retained it correctly because this takes place prior to the loss of Vulcan. So it's also on the original timeline. Oh. Because it happened before Kirk even had anything to do with anything. Well, doesn't Vulcan get 
No. I'm sorry, I'm confusing Enterprise. I'm sorry, I'm confusing something. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, right. no. Because okay. Vulcan hasn't been destroyed yet. Yeah, yeah it's happening before everything As a matter of fact, your yeah. opening sequence, we see Spock, right, yeah. on Vulcan, right? Right? Um, the Cali Fee, Cali Fi episode, right, Watch of the original series, family channel. has no, referenced in, C- in episode one, right, um, Amok Time is referenced in episode one of Strange New Worlds yeah. as, as a precursor, right, to it occurring in the original series. So may, it's very clear that this is prior to the Kelvin timeline, but on the Kelvin timeline, because that's where the, the that's alternate where, yeah. timeline starts, right? Yeah. So it's really well, and it's really incredible things, cause, because Kirk isn't under Pike yet. Yeah. Right? Who's under Pike? never under pike that's right but you know who's under pike because there is no the spock is but there's also a kirk yeah kirk's oh. dad oh. No, George. no 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 not kirk's dad his brother george his brother peter he, oh that's right who we see die in the original series with his family because he's now stationed as a medical officer and oddly enough he's a medical officer he's stationed at a, as a medical officer on a planet no it's peter no it's peter no, Spirit. Trust me, my name is Peter. And it was like, oh my God, he's got my own name when I saw it on the original series. Well, so, his dad in the Kelvin timeline. His his gets dad killed. in the Kelvin timeline is um um George. Thaddeus or something, right? Tiberius. Right? No, that's his dad. No, that's right. his that's Which one's Kelvin? Is Kelvin the original? Kelvin is the reboot. Okay. The prime timeline is the one that Next Generation, the TV okay. series, is in. Yeah. So basically, Vulcan, Vulcan is about to be destroyed, right? Because James meets Pike. Pike, when you see the reboot, Pike is the guy who picks him up in the bar. Yeah. Right? After he got his ass kicked. And he's referring. Yes. Right. Right? So what they have done, rewritten, is that James... That that Peter is actually James's uncle, right? But in the original series, it was actually his brother. Oh. Right? So there is some problems in between the two, right? Well, that's sometimes, like, I would say even the writers maybe being too young and haven't really had enough time to absorb well, all the previous material. he becomes an only child because he is born as his father is killed. Yeah. Right? In the Kelvin timeline. So... He cannot have a younger brother. Yeah. yeah, the opening of that, I was like, what? Huh? Huh? Right. Right. Like, right. Yeah. So he cannot have a younger brother, Peter. Right. Yeah. But. He could have an older brother. But in the non-Calvin timeline, he did have a brother, Peter, who is probably named after an uncle, which makes total sense. Who, you know, right? Well, because, yeah, James was named after his uh, her, mom's dad. Her father. Her, her father, yeah. Yeah. Because cause what's his face? His father's <coughs> Tiberius or something. No, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so it was... I can't remember. We are at a... Because it's James Tiberius Kirk. Yeah. We are at one hour, two minutes by... Oh, my God, time. I've got so much more to say. 
I know, but you've said so much. I know, I know, but I haven't said enough. That, that's why I said you. We got to bring it in. We we can't explain how stories work. We just had to list them. God, I, I can't just list them. Well, I do want to add that when you did mention Firefly, I went, oh. I didn't mean that in terms of like, oh, I love that. As in like, okay, yeah, I totally get that. It is not one of my. Hey, so I'm just gonna let us run on for I a little liked bit, Firefly, right? Because I want to throw, I want to throw some of these out and get Colleen's reaction. I want to see if she recognizes them, right? Some of the ones that I've got on my best list, right? Logan's Run. Yes. I wasn't big on it. Okay, right, now I can, I can get that, right? It's an interesting we'll, story. We'll both answer, so just lean in. Right. Okay. Silent Running. Might have seen it, can't remember. Silent running, silent running is the guys on the spaceship. It's been nuclear war. They've taken all of the plants and all the biospheres, and they've got them on the spaceship. He's got the three little robots. Yes, love that one. Yes, yes. All right, right, right. Kills off of his all of his people. Oh yeah. Pacific Rim. Yes, absolutely amazing. It was good. At first, I actually thought it was a Transformers ripoff, and it pissed me off. But then I sat down and watched it, and went. Okay, acceptable, and I like hey, it. An- another group, just I'm going to throw in it because this is kind of another subgenre, right? Um, and it's going to gather all of them. Firestarter, the original, the second remake. Mm, I didn't mind it. But you see how, you know, yeah. like scanners, yeah, all of those yep, things yep, come yep, into that yep. sort of sci-fi thing. All right. Um, do, 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 do. What about The Matrix, right? Matrix uh, and all the other movies, because you know how I feel about it. Matrix 1... And a little bit of two after that. I, I and for me, it's me. Matrix one, one. For Matrix one, one I think yeah. it was amazing. The concept, the execution was mind-boggling. But every time, <laughs> but the next three times you yeah, told right, me, yeah. I'd already heard it. Story. Yeah. Same problem with uh, paranormal activity. Should have stayed at one. Yeah. Because yeah. after that, you've lost me. Because now you're adding to it. The yeah. blob. It creeps. Ooh. It seeps. Oh, the blob! God, I love the blob. <laughs> Um, now, now, some of the worst movies that I've got that we didn't mention, and I've got to, you know, um, Disney, I love you. No, you don't. No, not really. Okay. The Black Hole. Never seen it. You don't know it. Oh, my hole. God. No, the Black no. Hole from 1979. It's, again, big, ugly robot, small I, little robot, kind of a family fun opera movie. You know you, what? I have it. I, I started it. I couldn't finish it. You know, you can get that bleached. <laughs> no, no, or hydrocolonic for a whole different reason. Right, yeah. <laughs> right now, Blade Runner. It's uh, on my worst list. Blade it's Runner on your worst list. Blade Runner. The oh. It's a cop show. Ford loved it. It's a cop show. I loved it. I, I loved it. It was. It was a cop show, but I loved it. Loved it. I had the game before I saw the movie, and I don't even know if I've seen all of the movies. The Fly. Absolutely adore all of them. Original, remake, sequels. I love The Fly. Dune. Any one of them. Just pick one. Oh, my God. Obsessed right. with Dune. Is that on your worst? That's on my worst, yeah. Oh, well, in terms... Okay, I the, find them as boring as the book. The du- Oh, my God. Okay, we're not going into Dune. Never mind. We're not <laughs> going into Dune. But what what about Mad it? Max? Mad Max? Um, uh, yeah. Hey, what can I say? As far as the post-Holocaust films go, right? Uh, maybe not my favorite of the sci-fi genre. Uh, I think there are some better out there, right? Um, but the original Mad Max... I'm not going to put it on the worst list because it's, it's right up there with the original Death Race, even, right? You know, 
Um, oh, Death Race. Oh, I yeah. love them all. Yeah. Uh, specifically the first couple when they were still showing adult content on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I like the way the movies were made back then. Everything well, yeah. had titties in it. Yeah, exactly. Like especially cartoon. Yeah. Well, especially, especially sci-fi. Sci-fi had a lot of titties oh, in God, it. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Flesh Gordon. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, what about Flash, Gordon? Oh, you got Flash. <laughs> Save the universe. Uh, quartermaster in the pit. Haven't seen five million them. years to Earth. No. No, I'm not big on them. Uh, they're not on my worst. They're not on my best. They're kind of like okay, fine, whatever. They're on my honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's it. That's, yeah, that, that's yeah. your list. That's my list. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any more that I can think of that I'm going to be Serpent in the Rainbow. Is. Where would you fit that as far as a sci-fi? I don't know Serpent in the Rainbow. That one oh, I cannot really? think of at all. It's all about the uh, voodoo Haiti um, yeah. zombie thing. And he actually finds the plants and he finds the chemicals. So that's where they take it into sci-fi because yeah. they, they have the research for it. I, but in finding it, he's got to go through the ritual of becoming a zombie. So I, I got one for you and I can't believe you didn't mention it. <gasps> oh, The Invisible Man. Um, oddly enough, the, I really the black Hollow and white. Man. The black and white to to this day, I think the black and white is still my favorite, right? And that's going all the way back to like I think early forties or late thirties. Yeah. And the reason being, the all of the other ones have followed into that kind of um, train of thought, yeah. right? Um, where being unable to be social at all with anyone would cause you to go insane. Yeah. I, um, and so that kind of is that thought process going through it in and all, in, in a nutshell, all the time, over and over again. So, again, it's been redone, but not uniquely, in my opinion. Yeah. All right? Day of the Triffids. Love it. Love, love Triffids. Love, love the Triffids. Well, John Wyndham's awesome. And the BBC, well, okay. Bodies. Right, the 50s movie was terrible, but I'm sorry, but the BBC did an awesome mini, mini series of the Triffids. Body Snatchers? Loved a couple of them. Loved Puppet Masters, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Loved those. Oh, what was that one? The Stephen King one. I know that's. Tommy Knockers. Yes. <laughs> so is it just the seat that I'm attached to, and whoever's attached to the seat has got the connection? Is that what's going on well, here? Sarah Sarah always says that you and I are very much alike in terms of the things we like, so I can see that, yeah. I find it very hard to get a decent <laughs> copy of that um, <laughs> anymore, Tommy Knockers. Yeah. Well, what I find is that, because it was a miniseries, right? <laughs> Originally, and yeah. they've cropped it and tried to make a movie out of it, right, but they, it's a horrible crop. Horrible. Right. The yeah. miniseries is way better. Yeah, the miniseries is way better, and it was awesome. It was yeah. an amazing miniseries. Okay, talking about miniseries, I know we're only supposed to be talking about movies. No, but we, yeah. V. Yeah, no. What? V? Never got into V. Just couldn't. Didn't hit me. Well, what can I say? The blonde guy from what's his face from Starskin Hut. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm a blonde guy. <laughs> but Anyways. you know David Soul. No oh. Okay. Well. Well, on that note he says. I've been Mystery Matt. Hi, I haven't been Mystery Matt. No, you've been Peter. Hi, I'm Peter. I'm Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Peter. And uh everybody, uh you can Put your phasers down. We're 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 done for the night. Sorry. Have a good one, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Take her easy. <laughs>